0: I'm Susan Dunlop and welcome to episode 38 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been listening in already, welcome back. I started the podcast in early 2020 with the thought of having women of every decade of life share this story for their own benefit and also for those who are listening. Because to me, storytelling is, was such a big part of earlier generations' lives that I feel it's just disappeared. So if I could bring just even a sprinkling back of some stories, that was a bit of my mission in this passion project of mine. It's also about family members listening to the podcast, having an opportunity to hear something possibly not shared before by the person who's on as a guest. Mm. And also in listening, there's uh, other women are saying to me they feel that They're feeling they're not alone in uh, having shared similar situations and moments and, uh, you know, that they've wondered too how they'd answer one question or another if they were asked. So the podcast is about women contemplating what's led them to where they are right now in their journey, uh, showing their human side, the darkness and challenges experienced, the light that results from those experiences, um, vulnerabilities, successes, and giving insights and some hope. And a smile to the listeners listening. It's been listened to in over eight countries at the moment. Today's guest is Kate Davidson. I am going to learn a little bit more about Kate myself today. But from what I know of her so far is Kate is a woman in her 40s. She's an award-winning businesswoman here in Noosa. And her business is EFM Gin. It's a franchise. It's also in Noosa. Kate took over the reins from the first franchisor, Jay who's still there cranking out good vibes and um, making sure everyone's doing what we're supposed to do each morning. The gym was originally set up with the goal to educate and motivate people to live a healthy and happy life. And it's very much about inclusivity and friendliness. And you can feel that from the moment you walk in the door. From a life coaching viewpoint, straight away I could see that the gym met almost all of an individual's six human needs in a positive way. So you get certainty, certainty, which you know, basically you're going to go there and do the work, you're going to sweat and sometimes not even realize till afterwards that you just did a hundred or a thousand of a whole bunch of moves. Um, you get significance, uh, also very good to be met in a positive way. and that's because it's a small group, it's individualistic and there is safe care of each person. You get variety because um, every day is different. There's no day is the same routine. You get connection and it's just you, you laugh, you know, good music. There's milestones cheered on by the other members. And it seems like that's an important secret ingredient, I think, to the way the gym works compared to anything else I've experienced elsewhere. You get growth, obviously, you're fitter and stronger. And contribution is met as well because it feels like a club. So they say that when you get three of those needs met, you get addicted to whatever it is you're doing if you get them met in a negative way or a positive way so having them met in a positive way and having pretty much nearly all six of them met in a positive way isn't too bad a business plan to be growing your business around i'm having members addicted to good health and well-being you know with great music and a laugh you know while sweating it out at a gym That's a pretty good vibe type of business to own so i'd just like to welcome you kate welcome
1: Hi Susan, thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: It's good to see you. Seeing, well, I haven't seen you this week, having had your few days rest and recuperation from life.
1: Yes, I'm feeling very refreshed.
0: That's the way. That's the way. Okay, you know, I was thinking that you know, even though we've had snippets of conversation over the time uh, that I've been coming to your uh, gym, that I would love to just maybe have you share your story with us. And thinking that we go back to the beginning, which is not on this land of Australia, it was from overseas. So would you like to start there? Where did you grow up?
1: Yeah, um, I grew up in a place called York, which is in North Yorkshire in northern England, northeast England, very beautiful city full of history. I lived there until I went to uni at the age of 19 and I went to Edinburgh University and studied history. Um, Which a lot of people laugh at now because I run a gym and has nothing to do with history, but I loved history and that's what I wanted to study. So I did. Um, From there, I moved to Leeds, which is more of an industrial city, not too far from York, one of the major northern cities. And I worked for the Department of Health in an admin role in the Secretariat. And we got to 2019, my husband, Mike, and I. We're both thinking about looking for different types of work because the GFC had hit, the organisation Mike was working for had gone bust and the one I was working for, the Department of Health, I'd kind of reached the peak of where I could in the band. So there wasn't really anywhere for me to go. So we decided to broaden our horizons and move to Australia.
0: Yeah. And you came straight to Noosa or?
1: We came straight to Brisbane. The story behind the choice of Brisbane is that it was the cheapest flights. Ah. Yeah. So there was no real thought process other than the cost. So we came to Brisbane thinking that we would possibly backpack, travel, try a few different cities. Um, We never did that. We stayed in Brisbane. Mike got a great job. Mike ended up getting sponsored. And as his wife, I got sponsored too because – We were married, I didn't have to do anything to get the sponsorship. And after a while I was working for Queensland Health as an EA. It was kind of boring really. I needed to use my brain a bit more so I decided to train as a personal trainer. I decided to educate myself in something I was really interested in, which was fitness and health. At the time I considered it would be for my own personal development. I never really allowed myself to believe it would become a job.
0: Was that sort of new to, like, had that sort of type of work in um, that era, the, the personal training industry, or was it flooded already? Or
1: It was pretty flooded already. So mm. if you go to, at the time, if you went to, for example, the Botanic Gardens in Brisbane on a lunchtime or after work, it would just be packed with outdoor PT, group PT, boot camps, that kind of thing. I know a lot of people do do the course. And a lot of people think that it's either glamorous or well paid. So that must be part of the appeal. It was very different for me coming from the UK, where people don't really go into a vocational further education. So you would go, for example, like I did to university and get a degree to prove that you can get a degree. And uh, yeah. then you go into any type of work as long as you have that qualification from a good university, it doesn't have to be in a relevant subject. Okay. Yeah.
0: Just before we move on from there, so where you started when you're saying that you did your master's of history degree Mm. and you haven't used it and people Mm. didn't know that that's what you've done. Mm. can would you say though, that you've taken value from that study or even having to put yourself through that discipline? Absolutely. It was
1: a four year course at a Scottish university rather than a three year course at an English university. And it was a huge learning curve from going from sixth form, which is age 16 to 18, where you were kind of spoon-fed, basically. And it was not that challenging to go into university, where all of a sudden you had to think of all of the arguments and everything for yourself and do a whole ton of research. And with a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, yeah, it was very uh, character-forming an educational experience, definitely. Yeah I, would, yeah, I would go back and do it again.
0: I I've, I've definitely have found that over the years. I hear that you know, it's about the life experience that mm. a lot of people can bring into the study. So coming straight through school and into study is quite a, a shock to the system.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah, because yeah. I'd gone from high school to sixth form to uni and they were all very different experiences yeah
0: yeah yeah okay so do you use the history is or is it just because it was an interest now you actually still followed through with that or
1: i don't really use it i just i'm just always been fascinated by history okay and i think growing up in a place like york which is full of history helped with that yeah i have that kind of brain that works with words so english and history as opposed to science and maths i'm terrible at maths
0: Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so so leading on from that then, so what or whom did you dream of being when you um, grew up, you know, and how did it turn out for you?
1: Um, Never had a clue what I wanted to be when I grew up, not at all. I think adults would always tell us as kids, oh, I didn't know what I wanted to be until I was in my 30s, and you think, mm, I'm sure they're just saying that to make me feel better. <laughs> but until I got to the point where... I decided to do the PT course I kind of thought this is a no-brainer I've been really interested in this stuff for so long and I've been kind of floundering aimlessly doing jobs that weren't that very challenging and as soon as I found something I was passionate about that had never really occurred to me before I just thought I wish I'd thought of this 10 years earlier yeah So, yeah, Yeah. I really didn't know what I wanted to do until my late 20s, 30s. No, okay. Yeah.
0: And and so since obviously since I've met you, you actually now own a business. Mm. So um, maybe we'll just move that into then like, you know, like what hurdles have you come against in business or in health and life in general? This is usually quite an interesting piece for a lot of people because, you know, it gives that sort of feeling of – yeah we're all going through all sorts of hmm. levels of struggles and people think oh look at her she's just smiling yeah. doing like she's doing a thing and uh yeah so can we cover some of that maybe
1: yeah um so yeah as a business owner i've owned a business since the 1st of november 2015 it's a franchise so i took over from the existing franchisee at the time it was wonderful that he decided to stay on And he still works there as a coach, works for me. Um, So I had a really good handover. But it was, I kind of threw myself in at the deep end. I didn't really know what I was doing. Running a PT business, very, very small business, going into running a small business such as a gym or a health club is hugely, hugely different. And Mm. a huge amount of work involved in running the gym And coming from two workaholic parents, I think I may have inherited that gene and kind of threw myself in at the deep end with abandon and just worked as hard as I possibly could. At the beginning, it was very challenging running the business. A lot of people cancelled their memberships because they weren't sure about me as the new franchisee, having had so much faith in Jay in the past and obviously just trying to find my feet, trying to make everything work at the same time, the coaching, the admin, the marketing, the sales. It took a little while for business to stabilize and then start to grow again. So I think about 18 months in, the business started to kind of build itself back up again. And it has been consistently growing just minutely all the time, which is really good, obviously. But then when I was about 18 months into the business. I became very sick. We had we had a holiday planned to Early Beach which was, you know, when you've just flogged yourself silly with work and you're just desperate for a holiday, you don't care where you go. So we went there in April 2017, which unfortunately was the same time as Tropical Cyclone Debbie. And so we spent a week. Oh no. Literally the eye of the storm went over our apartment. And then we spent the next seven days with no power, no running water, no showers, nothing fresh to eat. It was horrible. And then we came home two weeks later. I was in a hospital with pancreatitis for a week, which we still don't really know why that happened, but possibly could have been stress induced. But I've always had issues with my digestive system. And then later that year, I was diagnosed with something called ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease. So that, for the next 18 months, knocked me sideways, really. Felt really unwell, lost a lot of weight, was extremely fatigued. Found out that the ulcerative colitis actually had caused anemia as well. So that was obviously problematic. Fast forward to today, though, everything is under control, iron infusions for the anemia and medication for the autoimmune disease. And I actually have taken a step back from working physically at the club. So not as much fitness coaching for me, more of the background work, which has really, really helped with my physical and mental health, really. So allowing myself not to be at work all of the time was a massive massive hurdle for me really
0: okay so I'm going to loop you back there then so in that the first patch where you were you know you threw yourself in there Mm. for um just get in there and know without business experience yep no did you ever come to a stage where you thought this is enough I can't do it I can't make this work
1: um I think my something in there was trying to tell me that I was exhausted Um, But I wasn't ready to give up. I wasn't ready to admit it. And I'm glad that I didn't. Um, There's always times, I think, with anybody running a business where you do have moments where you just sit down and go, I can't do this anymore. But then you have a good night's sleep where you have a day off and you pick yourself back up and you go, do you know what? I was just being a suck Tuesday (laughs) night. I felt fine today. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh you're actually making me think about me but Uh, anyway
1: (laughs) just the kind of the pride and the sense of achievement and the joy and health benefits that you can bring to other people's lives there's so much job satisfaction Mm. and it's such it's so huge to have that kind of responsibility for other people providing that kind of service to other people it's, it's not something you can just go, ah, I'm not doing it anymore. It, mm. Yeah.
0: So it's actually making me see you in the space of, you know, people go into business and presume, as you said, like so people go into PT picturing they're going to earn a lot of money um, or the glamour. Mm. So you've gone into a business but you can see the much bigger picture, the bigger outcome that you actually produce by seeing mm. that in each one of those individuals it seems like
1: yeah and that's why I got into PT in the first place really because obviously it was something I was very interested in but having had a break from exercise for a few years when I first started uni and then getting back into it made me appreciate how hard it is not having exercise in your life and Mm. how much better you feel physically and psychologically once you have got exercise in your life. And I just wanted to provide a space where people who just don't want to go to a gym because it's too scary or the trainers are too scary. Provide that way to introduce them to exercise and actually completely change their life. Mm. Yeah.
0: And I think there's funny like I know with um, my youngest daughter, you know, we went through some of those little hurdles that we go through and um you know that transitioning out of high school years, and you know me as a mum getting discarded and all that type of stuff, and mm. trying to come back up. You know that we get our relationship settled, and she'd just say, "Mum, just go to the gym." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like mm. basically go exercise. She could see the benefit of exercise, and if I wasn't exercising, that you know how my mood would be impacted by it. Yeah. And so, but she was like basically come up to the same path as me, and then we'll work together. Yeah, don't, right. Don't try yeah. to make me come down there. I think, oh God, okay. Yeah. So I learnt. Yeah, and did it work? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, in terms of that, like you've obviously got an intuitive understanding of what your clients are really needing. Like in terms of that space of knowing to do it carefully and gently, have you ever had any issues? You know, in terms of self-esteem, all that side of thing that you've been, you've tried to actually rectify yourself. Because I imagine that's what a lot of people come up against oh. when they come into the gym.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of people come in and they're they're very anxious, or they say they don't like themselves, they don't like how they look, they've got no self confidence. And I do think my experience as a younger woman has really helped me connect with people and understand and empathise with them. I was as a kid, I thought it was shyness but it was more like a really crippling social anxiety. I just would shake like a leaf and my heart would pound if I had to speak to anybody I didn't know, or if I was anywhere outside of my safe zone, which was my home, or perhaps people that I'd got to know at school. Anything like having to stand up and make a presentation like you have to do at school often, I would just feel like I was gonna black out. I was so terrified. Even if you had to go around the room and just say your name, that would have me shaking. You know, I just had very little self-confidence, very little self-esteem. I had all of the material needs as a child growing up, but I didn't have the emotional needs. So my, I was never told, you know, any really kind of supportive social skills. I was never taught anything that I really wish I had been taught as a kid. So I think because I was very shy also, I was a target for people who wanted someone weak that they could bully, someone who wouldn't stand back up to them. So I, unfortunately, most of my childhood, I was bullied through primary, secondary school, any kind of holiday club we went to. I found it very hard to connect with people and make friends and was isolated at those things as well. Even dance groups that I went to to keep fit and my mom sent me to, I couldn't really fit in anywhere just because I was just didn't have the confidence to be who I was. I was just like all enclosed in the shell and wouldn't dare talk to anybody. So I think by the time I got to my late 20s, early 30s, I knew I had to do something because I couldn't continue letting this control my life or rule my life. And so I finally found some help in the form of therapy and I am actually on medication for anxiety, which I've been on for quite a long time now, but it works. It's absolutely brilliant. So a combination of psychological therapy type of help and medication, and I don't think it's one or the other, I think it's a combination, have allowed me to achieve so much more than I ever thought I could. I as a young girl I would look at women and think, oh, I'll never be like that. You know? I'll never be someone who could do that or look like that or dress like that. And now I I am that person I never thought I could be.
0: What would the, that young person in you be thinking about you now?
1: Mm, they would just think, they would just be like, whoa, no way. <laughs> And I wish that, I wish that she could see that because it would give her the confidence to move forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead yeah, of being amazing.
1: terrified of everything that was about to happen.
0: Mm. Mm. But having all of that experience within you, um, you know, that's the depth that you've drawn on mm. to to be who you are. So you know that you did take the steps rather than not take the steps. Yeah, you know, to actually to change. Yeah. How many people don't change?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, I just, you know, you just get sick of it. You think, I can't do this. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And no. it definitely, definitely helped me. I think some people have come from a really, really good place. But if you perhaps have always been super confident all of your life and never really had any stumbling blocks and always been very active and fit all of your life. So, you know, as part of my. When I was feeling quite low, I stopped exercising for a few years and had to start from scratch. I ran maybe fifty meters and thought I was going to puke the first time I started running again. <laughs> so, I've been I've been in a lot of places where beginners have been.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, and that, that's I think that's the key. I think when you're actually listening to anyone else's story when you're um, serving them, mm. it makes a difference, doesn't it? That you can yeah. relate. It's a relatability. I think. Yeah. A big thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any passion projects or you know what is it that you are passionate about or is it the work you're doing that you're passionate about?
1: It's the work that I'm doing. Yeah, definitely. The the knowledge that people can come to EFM and they can they can come in and feel safe and feel supported and feel nurtured and feel educated and the goal is for everyone to leave feeling better than they felt when they walked in. So I never, ever want anyone to come in and go, that was awful, and go home feeling worse. I just want them to feel buoyed by the experience, regardless of whether they're brand new or they think they did too much or they think they did too little. Hopefully we don't have that. We have find that happy medium. Um, I just think exercise and having a supportive community to exercise in are so important. And Yeah. yeah.
0: It's not that whole, you know, like I've seen – People doing the selfies at the gym. Mm. I think most of us probably wear the same things every time we turn up.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we don't care what you wear. We don't care what labels you've got on. We don't care. Yeah, we're not that kind of place where you have to say, no squatting in the selfie rack, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, What's the most important thing to you in the world right now? My husband.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I met him when I was 16 going on 17. Um, oh. Yeah. At a, someone's birthday party. I don't know who it was, but generally on a Friday night, everybody used to crash everybody's birthday parties in York. I met him there and we have, we hadn't been together the whole time. We had a few years breakup, but then we got back together and he came up to Edinburgh to live with me when I was at uni. And we've been married for 12 years okay and he has helped me through the hardest times and he's been with me through the best times so he's just oh. my best friend and everything yeah yeah I owe him a lot
0: so he would be I was, I was thinking that too early when you're talking about the times in your business so that he would obviously be in your major cheer squad or your oh, yeah. mentor or yeah absolutely. what role did he play
1: he was um yeah cheer squad big time mm. always bringing me up when I'm but, you know, sort of like bashing myself down, saying I'm not doing well enough. He would tell me how well I was doing and how proud he yeah. is of me. Also, chef, dog walker, chauffeur. Ah, good. A lot of the stuff you forget to do for yourself when yeah. you're working too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So he is as much a part of the business as I am, really. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't have done what I did without him there helping
0: so good to have that support. If it being a franchise, is there also lots of other support that is offered to you, or has that worked?
1: There is. The franchise is based in Adelaide, so there are multiple clubs in Adelaide and a few clubs around the rest of the country. So there is a franchise support office in Adelaide, and they do provide support if you need it. I haven't felt like I've relied on them too much. They are, since we started, there have become less people in franchise support. So, over the last five to six years, franchise support has thinned out a bit and support has been not there as much. Just changes to the structure and obviously changes caused by COVID 19. So, some of the other franchisees are mentors to some franchisees. We, as a group, we do have um, an online forum where we can all catch up and support each other. So, there are people to draw support from, but I think had I been in Adelaide, it would have been it would have felt more supportive,
0: rather, okay. Yeah,
1: rather than being out on a limb here in Noosa.
0: Mm. And no judgment of them. I was just wondering, so I've not had a franchise, I've only had a business. so mm. I always leaned out and had um, coaches and mentors and experts, you know when I knew that, I was struggling to be all the roles that it takes to be in a business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was just wondering how it worked with a franchise where yeah. there other people in there.
1: I think yeah. um, every franchise is different. Mm. Um, and they do th- do things like they would provide the marketing. They'll let you know what marketing you're doing, which promotions you're doing, that kind of thing. They do a lot of background stuff and they have they've set up our member records and our finance systems and all of that stuff. So we don't have to do that. So there's the technical support which is excellent but in terms of having someone to speak to support there's not as much as I perhaps would have liked at the beginning
0: yeah that's interesting I just I'm always interested in how businesses people try and just like have those little their fingers up over the rail going please help me yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) just in terms of actually we're not very far off the end because we're actually coming close to Hmm. um, half an hour which goes fast um, what would be the most valuable advice you would have given the seven-year-old you uh, that you wish you'd received from your mum back then
1: I think I once read a quote when I was in my late 20s which probably everybody in the world knew apart from me and it was three words you are enough and that just knocked my socks off I was like wow I am enough yes I don't need to be I don't need anybody else's approval to feel good about myself Mm-hmm. um I don't need yeah I don't need to people please so I think the advice I would give anybody is even if you're faced with other people who doubt you don't doubt yourself because only you know inside of you what you're capable of and even if you don't have the confidence to do it take that step anyway because you'll never know if you don't try so just lovely. don't let other people's negative thoughts about you influence your own opinion about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. because your self-talk can easily pick up on their little cheer squad. Company. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think,
0: Really? Yeah. Do you have to go on their side? Can't you come on my side? Yeah. Um, is there any particular, um apart from that, because that's actually a lovely quote, I, I agree that you are enough, is there any uh, particular quote or a poem or a mantra that you go to in um, times when you need to draw on that extra support for yourself?
1: Um, I think I do like Just Yet yeah, You Are Enough is a yeah. good one for me. Yeah, I think that and just
0: believe in yourself. Is there a song that you sing out loud when you need a bit of a.
1: I try not to sing too much because um, I'm tone deaf and my husband oh. tells me to stop. But the song I will always sing out loud or in my head is Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin
0: oh that's a nice one mm. haven't heard that at the gym so maybe we need to start singing that well
1: I'm just going to add it to the playlist right now
0: okay all right <laughs> so Kate that was 30 minutes of a lovely chat and I'd learned more about you than I knew before uh you have got all those unique parts of you that obviously you bring into your business this is what I can see that's why I was intrigued and wanted you to come on today where where to where are you going to go to from where you are now with your business or life is there any desires out there that where you're heading to
1: I have never had a plan oh never so that's a very good question and I have no idea except for just trying to continue to provide the service that we provide at EFM and trying to improve on that service really Hmm. yeah
0: And possibly thinking in terms of you have only just finally allowed yourself to transition to not being on the floor. Mm -hmm. That's enough for now.
1: Yeah, I'm still adapting Mm. to this new way of life, which is very, very, it's going to be very good and will allow me to develop myself personally and professionally. But, yeah, it's a big change.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it says sometimes you've just got to be okay with realising that was something that's probably worth celebrating Yeah, um, because I think a lot of us, I know in coaching you find that they say you actually need to remember to stop and celebrate mm. as you go along, mm. which, I mean, you do that at the gym with milestones, but otherwise your brain doesn't know and it doesn't end up trusting that you're going to actually switch off and you're going to go into a cycle of just being busy for the sake of being busy. So, um, yeah, celebrate that, that, you know, you've given yourself that growth as a business and now you're on the other next level
1: yeah thanks that's good advice I remember you saying that about yourself a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago that you yeah. stopped to celebrate and I thought oh I've never mm. thought of doing that before
0: no it's a bit of a rare human trait especially when you've been um, raised like you said but you know by people who just worked a lot yeah because it yeah. wasn't that was hard for them they, they were just going to keep on working they just worked
1: yeah they just worked and worked work yeah that was it my dad still does he's supposed to be retired
0: oh really yeah yeah (laughs) I said that a lot too and even with so many so many elders up here that just keep on going Mm. so celebrate massage whatever you need
1: I will I have a massage voucher actually I should use it
0: okay and it could be a celebration
1: it could be a celebratory massage thank you and um and I'll leave you to your day thank you very much I enjoyed that
0: So listeners, I'm sure you had some takeaways from Kate's conversation today that, you know, she probably has a story a lot like many of us in terms of, you know, choosing a course of study that was of interest to her, uh, but it wasn't where she was going. So she she worked and then she made another shift and another shift and, you know, the shift involving, you know, leaping continents and coming to someplace beautiful and then even finding someplace even more beautiful in Noosa and bringing her her love of the, the benefits of fitness into what she actually does on a day-to-day basis. Um, and that's what I, I do find a lot with my coaching clients is about doing something that you actually love or have enjoyed. If you can actually make a business or work in an industry that wraps around that, your days are a much happier a place to be. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for listening today. I'll be back in coming weeks with more guests. I did have a bit of a break because I did finally hand over my full draft of the book to the editor back in uh, late June. So I did need to stop for a moment just to breathe and, you know, regather myself and, yeah, I'm back into it. And I'll be speaking with you again soon. So hopefully I'll have some guests from all ages of life coming through uh, via the channels that I've tapped into over the last few weeks. And I'll look forward to hearing their stories and sharing them with you. Thank you for listening. Take care.